to the Thrive Podcast. I'm Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. In this podcast, I'll share all we've learned about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. I'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Morning. Well, this is exciting. It's another day, another week, another podcast episode. And I got such a good question from one of you guys a couple days ago. So I thought I would dedicate an entire podcast episode to it, which is a bit crazy. Anyway, obviously, from the name of the episode, there's no spoiler alert here. I wanted to talk you guys through my top five tips for staying in your own lane. Now, if you've never heard that phrase before, I don't know if this is true, but I like to think that Oprah Winfrey, our good friend Oprah, was one of the first people to say this phrase, and or when it was 1989 and she was with her big hair and she was on television, she certainly talked about it a lot. And this whole idea, she's now taken it one step further, to essentially say, be accountable for your life and stay in your lane. And the whole notion is to stop spending time and more importantly, stop spending energy comparing yourself, your life, your existence, your purpose with anyone else. Now, that is way easier said than done and I think a big portion of what makes that so challenging is the good old interwebs and our favorite social media. So back when I was a youthful teenager, possibly even in my early 20s, we didn't have this whole world of social media, right? Like I grew up in a world where I was one of the first to have an email address because my brother is a total computer geek, so bless him for that. But we didn't have this whole... I can compare my existence and my being and my quote-unquote success with 11.9 million other people in the entire world. That just was not a thing. And now this is something that as adults we're all facing, right? Like how easy is it for you to log on to Instagram and so quickly, (laughs) like so quickly, spiral down into the pit of despair? But it's not helpful. It is 100% so not helpful. But I do have, as always, multiple things to say about this. So I was going to share my top five tips for how to avoid spending too much time worrying about other people, too much time comparing yourself to other people, and how to get yourself kind of out of the rut. And I am just going to jump right into it today, and here we go. So, number one. Do you know, if I asked you, if I stopped you on the street, if we ran into each other at the market, and I said, hey, what's your definition of success? Do you have an answer for that question? I think I went through life for 30, how old am I now? 38. (laughs) I went through my life for 36 years, assuming everybody else's definition or version of success, whether you saw it 
you know, in your parents' relationship, you saw it with your parents' friends, you saw it with your friends' parents, you saw it on television, you saw it in a movie, you heard it in music, you saw it on Facebook, whatever. Somebody else's version of success, somebody else's definition of happiness needed to be my own. And it is only dawned on me, I think I have only seen the light in the last 18 to 24 months to realize it is your life and you 100%, 100% get to decide how you live your life. Let me say that one more time. You, as an individual, as a human being, get to decide with 100% conviction how and to what end and with what purpose you want to live your life. One of the trickiest things though is giving yourself the permission to decide what it is that you want your purpose and your mission and your day-to-day activities in your life to be. It's a daunting task and it can feel completely overwhelming because it's almost easier possibly, certainly more straightforward, certainly less overwhelming to pick, up, to pick up somebody else's version of success and say, ooh, I'll take that, thanks. Then you turn around, I don't know, two months, 10 years, 20 years later and decide, I don't know if that was for me. I would love it if you, today, tomorrow, sometime this week, sometime this month, sometime in the next 90 days, possibly multiple times in the next 90 days, Give yourself, make a date with yourself, your journal and a cup of tea and sit down and dream about what you want to do with this gift of your life. What is it that you want to achieve? What is it that you want to succeed at? And how do you want to spend your time? Here's a bit of news for you that might rock your soul. You don't have to do anything. You don't. This is going to sound crazy and I might get hate mail and I'm sorry, but you don't have to have a job. You don't have to book that client. You don't have to have 44,000 followers on Instagram. You don't have to go grocery shopping. You don't have to go out for dinner. You don't have to go over and spend the afternoon at your neighbor's place. You don't have to do anything. I think at his bare bones, it's probably a good idea, probably a good idea, maybe to drink some water and eat some food. But again, up to you, you know, your life, your choices. Remember, you actually don't have to do anything. Everything that's currently on your calendar, everything that's currently in your life, everything that you are currently doing is your choice. Nobody has physically forced you to do anything. Obviously, there are people in our lives who very lovingly (laughs) persuade us and ask our help for things, and out of love and dedication and kindness, we feel that is a good thing to be doing, but 100%, that is your choice, right? It's your choice to do those things. So, remember, you can do anything with your time. Now... As a woman who is an advocate for women to be self-sufficient and to be able to put a roof over their own head and take control of their own life, I would strongly encourage you 
to do something productive with your time. And I would be a little bit shocked if you were listening to this and you were the type of person who didn't necessarily agree with that statement. However, each to their own, right? Wherever you are on your journey, in your life, in this world, you have complete control over how you spend your time. Now, getting yourself out of some things you've already committed to will feel awkward and will feel bad and you won't necessarily feel like a good human being, but remind yourself you have complete control over accepting anything new that comes into your life. So, with that in mind, when I ask you, do you have a definition of success for your life? Do you have a vision for what joy and happiness is in your life? I want you to come up with an answer to that question. And the best part is, you don't need to put any, zero, zilch, nada, zero pressure on yourself for thinking the answer that you come up with today needs to be the same as what you might come up with next Thursday, two Tuesdays from now, or 18 months from now. That is the beauty of being human. You get to change your mind. You get to try something on for size and you get to say, you know what, Ooh, I don't know if that's for me. You have choice and you can change your mind. So, something that I have found incredibly empowering, incredibly enlightening for my mental stability and my psyche is to sit down and give myself permission, grab a cup of tea and your journal, set the timer for 30 minutes, this does not need to be a big deal, and write out what your dreams are. Put them on paper. Make them real. You don't have to tell a single person about these. You could tell everyone about these. It doesn't matter. Write down what your version of success looks like. And what is beautiful, and I look back at my life and I realize my version of success when I was 18 versus 28 versus 38, it is like three different human beings, three different lifetimes, all over the place, right? But that's the beauty of being human. And I like to sit down and I probably, if I'm not doing this every day, I'm certainly doing this on a very regular basis, certainly doing it very intentionally every 90 days is sit down and say what in my life right now is not working. And if you guys are big fat follower fans of the podcast, you might have heard me on that podcast where I reflected on what we did well and what we could improve upon last year. One of the things that I still gives me shivers is I look back at my calendar for 2018 and I realize how much I committed of my time to everyone else, right? whether it's bridal consultations, whether it's working in the shop, whether it's doing weddings, whether it was this, whether it was that, doesn't matter, right? So much of my time I had committed to everyone else. I have now realized one of my greatest definitions of success in my life is freedom of my time, right? So whether I sit down and re record this podcast on Tuesday afternoon at 11 a.m., Thursday afternoon at 4, or Sunday morning at 6 a.m., that is my version of success at this moment in time, right? The flexibility and the freedom with my time. So when we get new inquiries for clients and for bookings, I will say, okay, am I willing to forego that time for myself, for that work, for these people, for that income, right? So that's a very intentional and conscientious decision that I am making. Because I now know and I have a very clear idea of what success feels like for me. When I was 18, my version of success would have been 
corner office, big windows, beautiful selection of high-heeled shoes, fancy black suit outfits, spray tanned, blonde hair, you know, all the things. Probably going out two or three nights a week, good friends, going to the movies, working on the latest new business pitches, presenting the latest amazing, hilarious advertising campaigns, all the things, right? And I did that. I achieved all of those things. My version of success now is pretty much the complete opposite. Like if I still own a pair of high-heeled stiletto beautiful black Nine West shoes, I don't think, I don't even think that I do. I don't even know if my feet could handle walking in them for like 90 seconds, right? Ugg boots, Lululemon pants. It's a good day if I have a shower and I put a bra on. Like we're winning. We are winning at life. And what an amazing blessing that is. Here's a totally weird story. Sloan said to me, don't judge him for this because it's not his normal behavior. But last, I don't even remember what day of the week it was, but he turned to me because we hadn't been to CrossFit all week and he always showers after we go to CrossFit. He turned to me and he's like, I don't think I've showered in a week. And my reaction was, that is amazing. Like, what a life achievement. It's absurd, right? For two people who used to work in a completely corporate, you know, fancy suit, fancy shoes, let's all work in the big city, like you get up and you shower and you put your makeup on and do your hair every single day. For him to be able to turn around and say, I'm not sure that I've showered in a week, that's phenomenal. Like, I think that's a great life achievement, but that is because that is the life we want to be leading. Yes? So... I have one favor to ask of you. Sit down with your journal. If you need to set the timer for 30 minutes, if you need me to harass you to tell you to do this job, sit down and define what you want your life to look like, right? What brings you joy? What brings you happiness? How much income do you need to bring in? How do you want to spend your days? How do you want to spend your days off? Where do you want to go on holidays? What do you want your lunches, your dinners to look like? What do you want your afternoons to look like with your kids? doesn't matter. Whatever you want to write down, write down and set yourself a vision and define what success looks like for you. And I will talk about this a little bit more, but I'm going to jump into this right now because we all sit there on Instagram and say, oh, but she's got 100,000 followers and look at all the famous people that she hangs out with and oh, look at her fancy shoes and uh, 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 uh. I don't know if in actual fact I want her life right like I don't know if she's actually happy on the inside I don't know if she has the closest group of friends in the entire world regardless of where they live on this planet I don't know if she has flexibility in her time I don't know if she feels good I don't know if she gets to go to the gym whenever she wants to go to the gym you don't know anything about these people right as famous as they are as many followers as they have that is their life it is not yours Right? So if there are some aspects of their life that you really resonate with, that you really connect with, pick up on that. Right? There are a couple people I follow on Instagram purely because their mission in life is to be the most positive person that they know. Right? So that's an important thing in my life. I want to pick up on that trait. So I will watch her videos on Instagram because she is insanely positive and she's totally real and she's totally down to earth, but she's always looking at the positive in the situation, right? And she's just dealing with what life is giving her. So 
that's what I'm going to say about that. Anyway, back on track. So tip number one is define what success looks like for you, right? Your life, you are in control of it. You get to dictate how you spend your time and how you spend your energy each and every day. Tip number two, articulate it, right? So how I told you to sit down and write out your vision The next step is to turn that into a visual cue. So you saw my Instagram live, I think that's what it was, and or I probably talked about on the podcast, but I did a vision board for myself for the first time in ages, like years, years and years and years and years and years. And it has been so incredibly helpful. It is something that sits in the front of my like day-to-day work notebook. So I'll periodically just flip to it. I do try and look at it every single day. Another tip I've seen is that one of the girls has actually saved it as a JPEG and has used it as like the lock screen on her mobile phone. So she looks at it every single day so that when she's approached with an opportunity, when she gets a new email, when the phone rings, she gets to decide, does this opportunity align with the vision I have for myself in the next 90, 120, 365 days? However you want to define and set the parameters around your vision. So... Step number two is articulate your definition of success. So you could, as I mentioned before, you could go out and create yourself a little vision board. You could write out for yourself some key points on a piece of paper, and this sounds absurd, tape it to the inside of your closet, tape it to the mirror in your bathroom, tape it to the inside of your car. You could tape it like 15 different places around your house. You could put it in your flower studio. You can put it next to your computer. You can put it on your nightstand, right? Whatever it is, just make sure you somehow articulate your vision and your definition of success and find a way to remind yourself of that every day and ideally multiple times a day. Here is a trick from Mr. Brendan Bouchard, who is kind of the business coach for business coaches. He is an incredible soul, and he actually spends his time academically, scientifically studying high achievers. One of his tips is set an alarm on your phone. So set the alarm on your phone to go off like four or five different times in the day, particularly when you know you're in that routine. Like if you're going to pick the kids up at 3.20, set the alarm for 3.21. If you're going to walk the dog every morning at 8 a.m. Set the alarm for 8.06. And write yourself, like the way you can in your alarm, you can actually change the name of your alarm. Just write yourself a little reminder in there that's like whatever you want your definition of success to be. Like three or four words that will trigger the positive thoughts around what your vision for your life are. Go into your alarm and rename it those same words. Right? So if you want it to be something that's just generally uplifting, it could be like your alarm is set for 8.06 a.m. and your alarm in, like indicator is actually called joy, happiness, and love. Right, And your alarm's going to go off four times in the day at whatever times you set it at, and it's going to trigger and remind you to consciously get back into that state. It sounds absurd, but trust me, it works. Right, And you can go through phases where you do that for like 21 days in a row and then you might forget to set your alarm again and that's totally fine. Just remember, it's little triggers like that that are going to get you through and get your mind in the habit of kind of changing its behavior. 
right? So your mind is in its habit of living your life the way that it's lived it for the last however many days old you are. You need to do things to trigger yourself to very intentionally and consciously move out of that default state, right? So if you have your vision board on your phone and every time you look at your phone, you're triggered and reminded of it. If you have it printed out on your desk, if you have it next to your nightstand, if you have it on a mirror, if you have it at the front door, if you have it in your car, wherever you have that's front and center, whatever the words are that you want to use to articulate it, make those things that you'll walk by and think about every single time you see them, right? There are lots of little kind of hacks like that, but those couple are the ones that have definitely worked for me. So tip number three, you are the combination of the five people you hang around with most. So for most of us, that is going to be our friends and family and or people that we work with, right? So you are going to be most influenced by the five people you hang around with most. Be choosy about who you spend your time with, right? So you can absolutely positively influence the people that you spend time with by listening to more podcasts, watching more YouTube videos, reading more articles by the people that you admire. So you can, and I have done this before, even the likes of Oprah, one of my soul sisters in this universe, her podcast, you could absolutely, in the run of a week, binge, listen to her podcast for hours and hours and hours. And it's going to have a positive influence on your psyche and on your state. So if you can find people who you want to pick up traits from and become more like, spend more time with them. Yes? So I find the easiest way to do that is to listen to audiobooks or podcasts, which is super handy because you're listening to this podcast. But that whole idea of... Like this is a Tim Ferriss thought of you are the combination of the five people you hang around with most. Tim Ferriss is somebody that I am and certainly was obsessed with for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. And for about five years of my life, I probably listened to his voice for like an hour, if not two hours every single day on some other days, even more. Right. So being able to pick up on his cues, on his personality, on the positive attributes that he brings to his life that I would like to pick up for my life, that is how you do that, right? And then on the flip side, you want to limit the amount of time that you spend with people who are negatively impacting you, which leads me directly into point number four. Social media is also, and I shouldn't say also, it is both a brilliant invention as well as a complete disaster for the human race. <laughs> Here's a bit of news for you that might rock your soul. You don't have to. So, for example, social media has allowed me to stay in touch with my closest family and friends and kind of stay connected on a day-to-day -day basis without having to send them like an email or pick up the phone or do anything that feels like too much effort, right? I can send just a stupid little picture and be like, hey, this is funny. And we all laugh. At the same time, how much time and energy, particularly if we think of the collective number of people listening to this podcast, how much time and energy have we wasted on comparing ourselves and our lives and our situations 
with other people on social media, particularly other people we don't know. All of those people out there who have hundreds of thousands of followers or dozens of thousands of followers who we look at what they do and we think, oh, they have just got the perfect life. Aren't they amazing? Wah, wah, wah. No, thank you. So Mr. Mark Zuckerberg, the genius that he is, has created Facebook and bought Instagram and has mastered and will continue to master the craft of being a of enabling our addiction to social media, right? So their entire purpose of behind Facebook and Instagram is to get us to log back on more often and to spend more time on Instagram every time we log back on. He has become very successful at that task. And we, as the little guinea pigs in his little fishbowl, <laughs> have fallen so easily prey into that situation, right? So. We will constantly, oh, you know, I'm bored, I need a little bit of mental stimulation, I want to procrastinate, I want to change a scene, I want, I want, I want to move away from what it is I should be, feel that I could be doing at this moment in time. And so we will log on to Instagram, and probably within about 52 seconds, if not a little bit less, we'll have already beat our, ourselves up over some beautiful thing that we've seen on another florist or another photographer or another creative make or do. So a few very pragmatic tips in terms of how to manage Instagram is one, remember Instagram is not real life. You are only ever seeing the most curated, beautiful snapshots of people's realities, right? There are so many other things that you're never going to see on Instagram because people just don't want to share them because they're out there presenting to the media their little perspective on the world. And most times that is quite perfect or near perfect or just close enough to perfect that it causes some laughter and funny times. <laughs> so number one, remember Instagram is not real life. Number two, everybody suffers. And I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but every single human being in this world is dealing with their own struggles, their own pain, their own issues. It's very rare. Only the bravest are ever going to put those things out on Instagram. Number three, you have complete control over who you follow and who you don't follow on Instagram. So when we first started in this flower design business, I used to follow all the big wig Australian floral designers, lots of American ones, and a handful over in the UK. I think maybe a year ago, at least six months ago, and now I'm pretty regularly doing it, unfollowing people, companies, brands that don't make me feel good, right? So it's so easy, so easy to be looking at some of these girls who run these floral design businesses who have 40,000, 50,000, 100,000, 200,000 followers. And I used to look at their work and just be like, oh, I'm never going to be that good. So you know what I did? I unfollowed them. Easy as that. And I used to think, oh my God, somebody's going to find out that I don't follow these people and I'm going to be like the shame of the industry. Wah, wah. There are so many people out there sharing beautiful work in a very positive, uplifting 
educational, this is how we did this, hey, look at this beautiful thing, isn't this fun, sort of way, who I would so much rather spend my time engaging with, who don't make me feel bad about myself, who don't make me feel bad about my life decisions, who don't make me feel like an inferior human being. And you can do the same thing, right? If you're following people on Instagram and they don't make you feel good, unfollow them. If they are a friend of yours and they don't make you feel good, this is going to sound ridiculously harsh, but I'm not quite sure why you're friends with them. Food for thought. So, let's recap. Number one, you need to define your version of success. You need to give yourself permission to take the time on a Sunday afternoon or Monday morning or Wednesday afternoon to sit down and journal and figure out what it is you want from this beautiful life. Number two, you need to articulate it. So you need to create a vision board, you need to create bullet points, you need to do something and you need to put yourself in a place where you're going to get reminded of those things every day, multiple times a day. Number three, you are the combination of the five people you spend the most time with. And I believe that is in real life as well as through your phone. So through podcasts, through video, through social media, correct? Number four, remember social media is only a snapshot of people's lives. You're not getting the whole story. Every human being suffers. Every human being is going through their own challenges. Every human being is going through their own mental dialogue. Right? Just because that person has 47,000 followers on Instagram doesn't make them a better human being than you. It also doesn't necessarily make their life any more appealing than yours. Yeah? Yeah, yeah? And... Point number five, which I think is the most important point, and I want to go through this a few times with you. Your brain, your primitive brain, is literally programmed to focus on the negative. It is how we got through being chased by saber-toothed tigers. It is how people survived evolution. Right? So it's how the human, re human race is kind of dominating on the planet at the moment to the good and the bad. But your brain is programmed to focus on the negative. So anytime you feel yourself comparing your life and feeling inferior to somebody else, whatever situation that might be, step one is become aware of it. Step two is tell yourself, and you can say this out loud, or you could just say it to yourself many times, that that comparison and that negativity is 100% normal. That means that your brain is operating with its operating system as it should be. Because who knows if that saber-toothed tiger is going to come creepy-crawling around the house and jump in the window and attack you. So your brain is going to be on alert and it's going to constant be, constantly <laughs> be looking out for danger, for stress, for all the badness, right? So just know and remind yourself that your brain and its capacity to focus on the negative is a good thing. However, in today's day and age where there are not many saber-toothed tigers strolling down the street, your brain then manifests and focuses on other negative things, right? So 
We are currently in the midst of waiting on a little piece of feedback, input, approval for one of the big projects that we're working on, right? So we're sitting here going, no news means that it's all bad. All the badness, it means it's not going to happen. When in actual fact, we don't know what the situation is at all, right? Like we're waiting for some big team of people to make a decision. It could be that somebody's off sick. It could be that something else has happened in their world. And it could be that things are just getting delayed, right? None of these things are necessarily true, but your brain 100% focuses on the, oh, it's not going to happen, right? It's exactly, I was saying this to Sloan the other day. Do you remember when we used to go for job interviews? It's exactly the same, where it's like you used to be, oh, yeah, no, I think I did pretty well. But, you know, you always prepared yourself, mentally prepared yourself for thinking you're not going to get the job. Same thing, all the same thing. So anytime you go through the day and your brain is focusing on the negative and you're getting kind of bogged down in the badness, take a minute. I would encourage you to take three deep breaths. If you can, step outside. If the sun is out, even better. Take three deep breaths and tell yourself your brain is just doing what it's programmed to do. It takes a lot of energy and intention and conscious energy to get your brain to stay focused on the positive. Like a million times a day. I have no idea. I will look this up. How many thoughts do we have in a day? What? It must be like 4 billion or something. Some massive number. 3.9999999 billion of those thoughts are going to be negative, And that is totally normal. It takes energy and effort and conscious intention to change and allow your brain to stay focused on what is working and what is good. Which is why I then come back to point number one of defining what your version of success looks like and point number two of creating triggers for yourself throughout the day. Yeah? See how this is all coming full circle? Shit, people. Right, so defining what your version of success looks like And don't forget, you can change that at any time. You can decide you're going to pursue something and then go, "Mm, no, thank you. That is no longer for me. I'm going to go over here and do this thing. Mm, Ooh, that sounds fun. Ooh, this thing over here. Ooh, yeah, okay. This all feels better than what was happening to me six months ago. So you are in complete control of your life and you get to define what your own version of success looks like articulate it, write it down, create yourself a vision board and put it up in places that you're going to see it multiple times in the day. If you want to get real eager beaver, set your timer on your phone to give yourself a trigger three or four times throughout the day. Get yourself back into a good state. Number three, you are the combination of the five people you hang out with most. Be intentional about who you allow to influence you, who you allow to spend time with. Number four, reevaluate your relationship with social media, right? Who you follow matters. Who you consume content from matters, right? Doesn't matter whether you're following the most famous, successful, in quotes, you know, richest florist in the entire world. If they don't make you feel good about yourself, if they don't inspire you, unfollow them. And number five, remind yourself. 3.99999 billion times in a day that your brain is programmed to focus on the negative. 
So anytime you feel yourself being bogged down in any negative thinking, take a deep breath and then take two more. Get up from your chair and tell yourself your brain is just doing what it needs to do. Go find your vision board. Go find your inspirational quotes. Go find anything that will uplift you. Put on a beautiful track of music and have a dance party. Change your state and your mind will change. And that is what I'm going to share with you today, peoples. What a good day. What an exciting, exciting week this is going to be. And thank you guys again so much for playing along at home, wherever you are in the world. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at littlebirdbloom. And I'll be back on Instagram Live Thursday mornings for design time, Monday mornings for Q&A. And thank you guys again for sending through all your questions. I love, 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 love like capital L-O-V-E, love, with a red heart, hearing from you guys. If you don't yet know, if you haven't heard the news, business coaching expressions of interest are available on the website if you want to become a student of my online business coaching program. You can go to Fort Flores, uh, that is F-O-R-F-L-O-R-I-S-T-S, dot com backslash coaching so c-o-a-c-h-i-n-g if you want to become a student in the business coaching program and in other exciting news we will be reopening the business foundations course our online course teaching you all about the business ins and outs pricing and profitability and everything you need to know to set yourself up for success in your floral design business and if you go to fourflorists.com slash waitlist, these links will be in the show notes, so don't stress, you can sign up for the email list and I'll alert you as soon as registration opens. Anyway, so exciting. I hope you're well, and I hope you're having a good day, and I shall talk to you cool cats later. Bye for now. <laughs>